Hey everyone, I'm Francis, and you're listening to Slugcast. I hope you're doing swell this morning, midday, or afternoon, or midnight. Whenever you might be listening to this, I hope you're well rested. And if you aren't, mental health check-in. What do you need right now to feel better? Maybe pause this episode and go grab a cup of water, a snack, or go outside and take a walk while listening. I have quite the episode in store for you, so buckle up and sit tight when you're ready. Today, I'm addressing a topic I've been thinking about for quite a while now, Instagram and its tendency to simplify activism. What I'm referring to might be referenced by some as performative activism. I was going to title this episode Performative Activism in Instagram, but I decided to change it because quite honestly, I'm no personal expert on activism nor what exactly it is that constitutes that thin, subjective line between performative activism and real allyship. To be entirely transparent with you, I'm a white person who benefits from a lot of privilege. So my take on performative activism might be specific to other white people, and I want to acknowledge that. I'll be addressing my own experiences with performative activism because that's all I can address. What I will do in this episode is this. Define performative activism, what it is that makes it tick, and identify the ways that social media cultivates phoniness, and some of the ways it cultivates truth-telling and action in some cases as well. Finally, I'll name some real, steady, reliable ways you can organize without social media tangling its way into your cause, or at least some ways you can limit the damage it might do to your purpose as someone who wants to make a change. Performative activism, at its core, is accumulated when someone's social status is more important to them than the cause they're supposedly supporting. Personally, I think it can manifest in a few other ways as well. First, I want to address intention versus impact. Not only do people get upset when performative activism on social media is called out, but almost always folks get actively defensive, or conversely pretend like it never happened in the first place. I've been there, most of us have, and taking accountability is key because everyone makes mistakes. But often, this happens when you repost an infographic on social media, namely and most frequently that platform is Instagram, and later find out that the information was incorrect and you didn't do your research before spreading it around to all of your peers. This is a perfect example of impact mattering more than intention. Maybe you meant to spread awareness about a humanitarian issue or explain via an informational post or religious ceremony on a holiday that you don't actually celebrate yourself. Yes, you didn't mean to cause any harm, but ultimately you didn't do any real good in circulating information that isn't true. In fact, you probably caused more harm than good. Always check facts before you post. Pretend that you're writing an essay, for example, and you need to make sure that what you turn into your professor is factual before you actually turn it into them on somewhere like Canvas. Yes, social media is very different from turning in assignments, mostly because you need to keep your own views at least somewhat separated from your schoolwork. I know that's arguable in some cases, but fact-checking and thinking logically is important in real life too. One way to make sure you aren't posting something that will negatively affect others is to cross-reference different resources to see if they line up. This means pulling information from Instagram to cross-reference with your information you find on history.com to cross-reference with information you see on the news. Media can be a tricky business. It's best to cover all of your bases. Another example of performative activism is when you see all of your friends posting something and so you jump on the bandwagon and post it too, just so you look good and or fit in. 
In this case, people do things with quote-unquote wrong intentions because they just want to be looked at as good people, even if they have no idea what is going on with the issue in real time. This is something that I saw a lot in June after the murder of George Floyd. A lot of folks took to Instagram to post black squares in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. In the end, this act actually clouded up the hashtag Black Lives Matter and ended up burying helpful resources for folks who use the hashtag as a way to find information. Posting a black square to some people felt like a way to show support for the cause and was accessible because posting to Instagram is so incredibly easy. But that's just it. Activism isn't easy. And organizing isn't easy. Taking the time to genuinely support movements you find inspiring is important because it's that genuine support that aids movements in real, long-lasting change. Posting on Instagram, for the most part, does not aid movements in real, long-lasting change. That's not to say that Instagram isn't a helpful tool in spreading awareness, organizing, and publicizing events, but it isn't the end-all be-all. It can't be and it shouldn't be because it exists within a void on the internet. What about all the change that could be made by going out and having real conversations with people? Through volunteering, going to protests, marches, clubs, etc, etc, etc. I got sidetracked. Apologies. But anyways, my point is some people posted those black squares because they wanted to help, but others did it because they felt pressured to, since they saw everyone else doing it. This is another wonderful example of impact versus intention, because no matter the intention of the folks taking to Instagram in that time, their impact was the same. They both ended up clogging resources under the hashtag. Now, this is totally not to shame anyone or even to call anyone out, but social media makes it so easy for people to fall victim to reposting, 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 without really stopping to take stock of why we're actually doing things. My goal with this episode is just to bring to light the ways we can check ourselves before posting. Here's a brief review and some new ideas. Cross-reference your resources with at least three mediums of information, for example, scholarly articles, Google, newspaper articles. Think about your intentions before you post. Think about what the impact of posting might be. If your intentions seem selfish, think about holding off on posting until you gather more information. Question yourself. Where do you stand within the issue? In other words, what's your positionality in regards to the issue, and do you feel like you need to learn more about what it is you're posting before you do it? If someone were to ask you for the ways they can get involved to help, would you be able to provide that information for them? What about if they asked you where you got your information from? Would you know what to say? Know exactly where your information is coming from. If in doubt, talk to two friends. Holding conversations about what it is you want to post is important, because it will cause you to stop and contemplate how other people may see the issue or interpret the information. You might be thinking, social media isn't that serious. If I post something with incorrect information one time, so what? Yes, mistakes happen. But personally, I believe everything in life is a chain reaction, a ripple effect. I think stereotypes emerge from social media, which then trickles into news media, which then trickles into homes, which then trickles into brains of everyone exposed to television or the internet. I think you can never be too careful in checking the information you put out there into the world. Trust me, I haven't been perfect, but trying your best to have integrity with everything you put into the world feels good because you can learn from your mistakes, reflect, and do better in the future. 
Lastly, I want to conclude the episode with some real-life ways you can organize using the resources under the Division of Student Affairs and Success without using social media as your primary source of information. The Student Volunteer Center at UCSC, or SVC, is a student-run center which aims to get involved within the UCSC community, Greater Santa Cruz community, and wherever students are and they even operate right now during the pandemic. They serve as a resource for students to connect with volunteer opportunities while also acting as a hub for volunteering education, workshops, and more. They also help local and state organizations connect with passionate and dedicated students to improve communities. Currently, SVC is online, but you can contact volunteer at ucsc.edu for ways to get involved or call 831-459-3363. From the SVC website, the SVC hosts a variety of events each year at UCSC, including but not limited to volunteer fair, meal plan, flexi, dollar drive, giving drive, alternative spring break, and service recognition ceremony. SVC also offers resources for students interested in volunteering, including mentoring services, community service, project grants, an online database of over 200 volunteer-based organizations, and an internship program for students who would like to develop their skills as community leaders. For students and organizations, SVC maintains listings of one-time volunteer events, as well as ongoing programs both on and off campus for opportunities in Santa Cruz and beyond. If you're looking to get your hands dirty and really get involved directly with volunteering, this is a great opportunity for you to talk with folks who know where you can access resources to do so. Lastly, I want to say that for all my bashing on social media, I still think it's a great resource for sharing events and information if you use it correctly. So don't let me discourage you if you're already doing some of the things I mentioned in this episode. Personally, I feel that going out and attending meetings with people you've never met before about projects that will help your community, attending protests because there is power in numbers, and advocating for causes you care about in bureaucratic settings through legislature, voting, and simply by speaking up can be more rewarding and long-lasting than Instagram activity, but hey, that's just me. There are countless other resources for you to find organizations to volunteer with, And another surefire way to make a difference is by directing your money into causes you know can get the job done effectively. So, if you have an organization that you know and love, maybe think about making a larger yearly contribution or a smaller monthly donation if you can. Anyways, those were my hot takes, and that was it for this week's episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening, for hitting play. This has been another Slugcast. I'm Francis, and I hope you're having a lovely day. Take care of yourselves.